The Anfield Wrap, brought to you by High Street Solicitors, a one-stop shop for all your legal needs. Call us now on 203 1268. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. It's the Anfield Wrap. Neil Atkinson, top of the tower opposite him. John Go- John Gibbons, not John Goodman. He was in the film I watched last night. <laughs> a chance to be a fine team. I could do a lot worse. Steve Graves and Rob Gutman. Um, did you ever think he'd miss that penalty? I most definitely didn't. It would help if the microphone had stayed the right way around. Um, and it maybe just has done. Listen, part one, we're going to talk about Fulham. Part two, we've got Natasha Henry on to talk about Arsenal. As Sam, after they got beat 5-1, texted Gibbo and said, never am I coming on your show again. And part three, we're doing more Arsenal. Uh, we're not playing any games today. The opening question, very, very quickly. Jay Marsden's been on. Um, he said, Liverpool can't walk out you'll never walk alone anymore. You're not allowed to go near it, lads. What are we replacing it with? Rob Gutman. Uh, Ocean Rain by Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get him up. Well, it's got a solemnity and a gravitas. And if you think about it, you'll never walk alone's hardly a, a, a stomper, is it? It's uh, Ocean Rain. It's, it's, got, it's got the Liverpool connection. It's, it's, a, it's got a maritime thing going on in it. John Gibbons. I'm going for, um, we could have been anything we wanted to be from Bugsy Malone. <laughs> I think it's got great sentiments. That's I think more fun. it's, it's um, yeah, it's 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 inspiring. We could we could be anything we wanted to be. It's it's um, it, it it talks about the um, the pros of being bad lads, which which I like, you know, a bit gnarly. And then it's got a bit in it where it goes na 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 na, which is good fun to sing. Oh, okay, Andy Heaton's in the studio. He's just written down for me. He wants the heaters on, <laughs> <laughs> which is his answer to practically any song-based question. Uh, Steve Graves, um, Ignition by R. Kelly. <laughs> but, but it doesn't work on a midweek game, so I don't know. I'd have to play it by ear. There. <laughs> <Zed> cars. <laughs> cars. Oh, they'll be made. Uh, what do you mean he used to play? I don't think so. Ours all the way through. I don't know that. Prove it. Sing it. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Okay. Ignition. You know, normally Steve doesn't do that kind of thing, and he's not going to do it today either. Uh, I'm going for respectable by Mel and Kim. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Fulham two, Liverpool three. Uh, Natasha's going to come on. She's not going to do the opening question. She's got her own one, which we're going to go with. We're going to end this talking about Gerard. We're not going to start it. We're going to talk about the overall first and foremost. Uh, John Gibbons. After what we'd seen against Arsenal, uh, I actually thought Fulham countered what Liverpool do well, very well. They countered our counters. Yeah, they did. I mean, I mean, first of all, we. I think both teams, but more or less, kind of struggled with the conditions. It wasn't easy footballing weather. It wasn't easy to, be, to get our slick passing going. And I think a couple of times... It's the pitch looked to, poor as well. Yeah, yeah, it did. the pitch didn't look great and the weather didn't help at all. So I think it was always going to be difficult for us to, to look as good as as we did against Arsenal. But also, they, they, they weren't quite as defensive as they were against Man United. They had a bit more purpose when they had the ball. But when they didn't have it, they were quite happy to sit in, quite happy to sit deep and say, OK, you know, you try and break us down because, you know, we're not going to... They certainly weren't going to play the kind of high line that Arsenal were playing. So it was a different kind of game and a different challenge. Uh, we're going to have a lot of that, I think, away from home between now and the end of the season, aren't we, Rob? People, yeah. for as much as we want to think people will come out at us, they're really not going to. Most of the places we're going to between now and the end of the season are, you know, are places like Sellers Park, where they're happy with a point. A place like Upton Park, Berlin Grounds, where they're happy with a point. A place Cardiff. like Old Trafford, where they're happy with a point. <laughs> Cardiff, where they're happy with a point. You know, this is this is what we're, but this is what we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. Firstly. You know, you know, the media have been all over the fact that we're a counter-attacking team and that we're a, we're a, a high-pressure team who are in your faces and look to win the ball high up the pitch. And people aren't just going to take that lightly. What was notable at Fulham was they, they combined two things, sitting deep 
and putting a lot of pressure on us straight away. They, they, they were trying to out Liverpool, Liverpool in what we're, we're now getting a name for, apart from our, our quality for our, our pressing. Um, and it does remind me of uh, periods in, in the golden age. We were, were a very, very good pressing team in the 70s and 80s. And you saw some games where it was you, you simply had to win the battle. There were 20 minutes where they were going to press and be as competitive as you were, and you just had to match them. And this is what we're going to face. It was interesting, Steve, wasn't it? That first half they were able to do that. Second half, the manager changed a few things, and therefore Fulham found themselves much more on the back foot. It was much more often in the second half, I thought. Certain Liverpool players, Coutinho, Sturridge especially, were getting in that gap between the midfield and the defence and being able to press on them. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's another game where you see um, Liverpool changing for the better in the second half, which which is, again, is, is a positive and something that we didn't always see probably last season. And even um, at the start of this. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's fair. You know, we, we, we're looking like we've got different ways to play other than just the thing that, that we've, we're getting a name for, which is, which is good to see. Um, you know, Fulham, they, it feels like, They've got a, a second wind, um, you know, when when it looked like they might be um, be down and out, and, and they they very much do need to play. They need to have that sort of aspect of trying to play for a win to a certain extent, as mm. much as they possibly could. And I think John touched on that in terms of they did they did sort of test us as well. It wasn't just a side who just sat um, sat with with eleven behind the ball. Um, let's get on to the specifics then thoughts about, other than talking about Fulham where and I thought Holby and Bent were excellent for them um, it's such a clumsy error Steve isn't it from Colo I mean, the pitch does look awful and all that sort of stuff but it was the fact that he then went into this what was pra- practically an existential funk immediately afterwards he was <laughs> he was it was, I, I, it was when I was watching it on the television I half expected at times to see it cut back and Colo would just be sort of sitting on the ground hugging his knees at certain <laughs> points and just thinking this is this is just terrible stuff my favourite Colo reaction was Hull City away when he went into a massive madman down but um but yeah this was this was pretty bad um it was it was a, v- a very clumsy error um th- there's a bobble on the pitch and you can certainly question other players in the build-up to, to the goal but fundamentally it's 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 just a huge huge mistake isn't it? it it's one of them i suppose you look with respect at least it happened early in the game and and subsequent to that i thought he, he did all right uh, second half especially, Jonathan actually thought he picked himself up a fair bit. You know, you got the impression maybe work was done in the dressing room to cheer him up, but there was a period of time there where it was <laughs> it was the lowest ebb I've ever seen a footballer on the pitch. He must feel like he's rubbish at football at the moment. And I've had that feeling, so I don't really <laughs> I know what he's going through where you just think, oh, I am rubbish. Everyone else is. Yeah, maybe everyone I else, am rubbish after all. Everyone he's, else on yeah. this team is well better than me and I'm just going to let... For a while he was looking at Ali Sissoko thinking, it's all right, Colo, it's all right. And then Sissoko was excellent. Sissoko did, he was probably our best defender of the four. So yeah, I mean, maybe he did pick it up, but... It's just a bad error, and as you say, you know, maybe I mean, Kim Richardson gets far too much space. So, what's quite going on there? Whether the, whether a midfielder should be tracking him or or kind of where Skirtle's position is there, but he's in far too much room. But it's you know, it's 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 an average cross to to to, to put it you know generously really, and and it, you know he should be dealing with it obviously. To get off his back a little bit, Rob. Last five minutes. Mm. Frankly, he was he was he was excellent in the air. He was he was blocking everything. Like he's shown at other times this season, you know, his, his determination to defend is second to none. It's just that quality question, you know. But when it was the high balls getting bandied in, he was fine with that with five to go. Even no one was getting through. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's a good footballer. He's got mental strength, Colo. It's um, he was a he was it was his fault the opening goal. He takes his eye off the ball despite the bobble, but um, at the end of the day, there are games where we're either starting very quickly or we're starting slowly. And he was, as you said, that the ball slipped down the side was, was, uh, was, a, was a consequence of the fact that we started slowly. Colo recover his, he, he did recover his composure. I suppose in the last five minutes he did very, very well, but Aga was on the pitch as well. We, we were winning the numbers game in the mini late bombardment. 
uh, a love of late bombardment. We'll talk about that in a second. What's uh, it's, uh, just to keep keep on the downer, Steve, because we've got to try and do this at some point. Um, you know, <laughs> to get a late winner. Uh, yeah, well, scale. You know, it's. He wasn't great for the second either. I mean, it's this is the situation. Skirtle and Mignolet were having an argument afterwards, but it seems quite clear to me Mignolet's not coming. Well, Skirtle does this quite often, probably once a game. There'll be a ball rolling back towards the keeper. Skirtle will do a sort of pantomime wait for him to come and then moan about the fact that he hasn't come. Well, I can tell him now that he's not coming. <laughs> and he, he, he's not coming. And and whether 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 the rights and wrongs of it are, he's not coming out. Um, the, the, the occasion, I think, when he probably did come out was, was Aston Villa and it cost us. And and he tried to come out against Arsenal and yes. punched it into John Flanagan. Yeah, it didn't go great that. I think you know, and, and it's his natural incl- inclination is to stay. He's clearly being told by the manager to stay, um, therefore he's staying. Or the manager is saying, "Go with your natural inclination. Don't force yourself to do things that you're not you're not capable of doing." Steve, there's, I think there's, there's a question of who shouted it. Someone's captain of the six yard box. Um, you, you look at someone like Joe Hart for all for all the disasters he suffered early in the season. You get a feeling a keeper like him has got a confidence to go. This is mine or it's yours. Mm. You, the, impre- the biggest problem with that goal is people aren't telling each other what to do. No one well, has got the last word on this. I think that's quite an interesting point, Rob. Because one of the things I took from it, watching it back, was not just Mignolet, but. Frankly, Flanagan yeah, feels Flanagan. as though there's a period of time there where Flanagan thinks that's his ball, and I think it's very difficult not having been in the ground, and even not even be having been in the position those players were in, John, to know what the wind's done to that. Because there's a clear period of time where Flanagan's convinced this is my ball, and then it quite clearly isn't. And there's maybe a period of time where Skirtle thinks it's his ball. The goalkeeper never thinks it's his ball, as Steve says. You know, it's not. It's 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 a swirling it's a swirling wind sort of goal. It is because it's it's kind of a nothing ball that suddenly becomes very dangerous. I mean, we we actually. Sometimes we're all critical of how easy it is to get crosses in, but it wasn't one of those instances. It just kind of you know comes to him and he, and he punts it straight in, and it sort of becomes dangerous. I mean, Scale actually ends up with his back to it as well, which which doesn't seem like you know the best defending to me. But you know, I think I think I think it's a stronger Flanagan probably shouts for it, and I think he, even though even though the ball did do a bit, I think he's 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 still favoured to get it if Scale doesn't do that. So I mean, maybe that's another thing there. But yeah, as you say, our defence needs to get to grips with the fact that the keeper isn't going to come and you can't just say well you know expect the expert to come for this because he's he's not, and now probably isn't the time to to be encouraging him to do so if he hasn't done though this season i think we've got to accept that this is it this season and he he, he does eventually need to start learning coming for more because it's you know it's a big negative to his game but you know february in, in our title challenge probably isn't the best time to be um starting so on the title challenge positive then rob um suarez is slightly off the boil but he's still brilliant Strange, isn't it? I mean, he's he's just so productive, despite the fact that not looking quite the real Luis Suarez at the moment. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal, I looked at him and he was uh, he was blowing very heavily even before half time in his Dirk Cout role. He was it was really he was really having an effect on him, but he was influential from start to finish and still incredible free kicks in the, by the second half when he's fading. And you, you watch the highlights back against Fulham and you think, Jesus, he's he's really having some effect here. I don't know whether he needs a little rest so that we get the world the, the world number three player back or not, uh, or whether we're just taking for granted the fact that we can't expect the level of performance that we've seen from him earlier. Um, but he is, he's in a drought, and it seems bizarre to be saying that. It, it, it is slightly odd, isn't it, Steve? He doesn't quite see me as... Um, I, I felt he was forcing it first 20 against Fulham hugely. It looked like every time he got the ball, he was trying to say, I can do something with this here every single time. That's more the worry than almost or an equal worry to the physical aspect of this, really. It, one of the reasons why he can relax is because Liverpool have scored three goals against Fulham and, and he wasn't involved or scored any of them. Yeah, and the 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 level of the other players around, not just Sturridge, has, has improved you know, dramatically. Um, 
I think that there is an argument, as Rob says, to, to, to give him a week off um, and just see if we can get that, that extra just burst of pace back, um, which we've seen it before. I think we've seen it just look like he, he, he's slightly within himself in some way um, and it's not necessarily carrying any specific knock, but it just it just looks a little bit off off colour. I mean, it's it, this team, it's all the way through the season, John, I've been maintaining this and we'll talk more about this in parts two and three, I'm sure, but... They're still they're not set up, and it's fine. This they're not really set up to do midweek games to do three on the bounce. They don't quite seem. They did, uh, at no point in this have they put sort of two, 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 three performances back to get back, which you which you're knocked over by. You know, it's not just Suarez in this. They're all having to go through because this, the frankly isn't the strength in depth. I mean, that's okay given the fact that we haven't got the European commitments, but they do get they do find themselves whether it's West Brom or Fulham there, despite the fact that it's a magnificent and glorious victory, just that little bit off the pace. Yeah, I think with the Suarez thing, I think I think when we go one nil down, he I think he just does that thing where he tries to get us back into it on his own because of his sheer will to win. So I don't know if it was necessarily frustration with himself. I think it was more frustration with what was happening. He goes, well, I am going to sort this out because he's Luis Suarez. With his form, I think it's difficult to tell whether it's tiredness, whether things just aren't quite happening at the moment, whether it's the change of role. You know, he's playing a little bit deeper, you know, to allow us to keep our shape but play him in storage. But, you know, he's, he's hit the post twice in both in both last two games. So, you know, if they if they bounce in, then, then we're probably not talking about it as much. So I, I don't know whether, whether it's a rest of what he needs or whether it's just, you know, whether it's, it's just a few games where he hasn't played at quite at the level that um, that, that he has done before. And we'll have to wait and see. We'll see. He'll probably be brilliant on Sunday. That'll be nice. Well, on the highlights, real real Neil I'll say that again Uh, you know he's very very influential and if you you, it's got the 20 best moments of the game Uh, there's a bit where he volleys narrow wide as John said he hits the post he puts the ball in near the end where Teixeira and Henderson nearly cobble a goal together between them he's constantly influential throughout the game and very very there but but there is that slight Luis Suarez thing missing I suppose it's a goal I think the, uh, the the other one, the other two performers to particularly point out, or three, two and a half really, um, Sissoko, um, I, th- I thought he played very well, Steve. Yeah, um, I think he's played very well defensively the last, the last couple of games. Um, he is what he is. Uh, there's probably a little bit of crossover in terms of the mini-lay issue, don't ask him to do things he, he, he can't do necessarily. Um, it would be great if he could, but he can't. Uh, Rob Gutman, Coutinho, I thought he kept going with a plum. I actually thought it was perhaps his strongest 90 in a sense in that whilst the goal obviously helps, but he was there consistently. It didn't feel like his legs were fading hugely. Got himself taken off towards the very, very end, but he, he kept, kept, kept on. Yeah, he's, fi- he's finding another dimension, isn't he, Coutinho, from, from just being the... the, the from the, playing the sh- in midfield. Yeah, yeah, of course, in the new position, being the show pony with the trick who we need to, to win us a game or two. He looks combative. Uh, and he looks like he's got um, the resilience, as you said, to get through the 90. He did 90 against Arsenal, near 90 against Fulham. Last season was noticeable. He very rarely got past the, the 65 mark, did he, I think, um, in terms of Rodgers was very keen to take him off. I know he's a year older. But he's suddenly becoming influ- influential and he solved the problem in, in the central midfield mix um, and Rodgers' famous 2-1 triangle. Uh, and to see to Chira, uh, however we're pronouncing it, Johnny looked very self-assured. Yeah, he did. I mean, he looks like a footballer, don't he? That oh helps. God! <laughs> I mean, I'm still giving marks for artistic, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for artistry. But, but what what really impressed me about him is he really wanted the ball, and you know, he always wanted it, always looking for it. And I think sometimes, you know, he, he got kind of caught maybe in positions that he wasn't 
supposed to be in because you, because of his desire to get involved. But you know that's no real bad thing for a young player. And it was it was notable that Joe. I was speaking to him quite a bit after the game and maybe pointing out a couple of things where where he could have done things differently, which you know is is is, is good captaincy. But I, th- I thought he, yeah, I thought he looked great. I thought he was you know dying to get on the ball. It's it's quite an interesting one because he's almost come out of nowhere, hasn't he? In terms of well, you know, we, we've known about him, but he seemed to be you know a couple of months ago. You know, he, he went out to Brentford and couldn't get a game there and came back and he thought so. And then Rogers did a thing about maybe some of these players aren't as good as they, you know, they think they are. And then suddenly Rogers is talking him up in the week, and then he's on the bench, moved in for Alberto. Whatever happened there, because apparently while Alberto was on the bench, and then there was a late change. But you, and then, but then, but then gets his game and plays so well. So I mean, it just shows that obviously you know we're working with these players really well in training. I mean, how how we're developing these players is working really well. But also, you know, if you if you impress in training, then then Rogers will give you a go and he'll throw you in. Okay, yeah, storage um, <clears throat> ultimately any other game he probably would be an MOM Rob uh, the finish is absolutely fantastic and he won the penalty it was again another consummate 90 minute performance it was it was proper line leading and he, the desire point is massive as well yeah I mean we're running our superlatives to use cliches for Daniel Sturridge it's, it's, it's a routine brilliant finish where we were all overwhelmed by the pass and rightly so, but it was a, his, his ability to, under pressure, adjust, adjust his uh, centre of gravity, open his body up and slot it, is Thierry Henry-like. It's a cliche again, but it's what it looks like, and he's doing it routinely. He's and his inc- it's goals to games is now... It's Thierry Henry-like. Thierry Henry is his best as goals well, to games. Well, he scored in about eight games in a row or something. John Aldridge's record is up for grabs, apparently. But, you, I mean, apart from there was one miss against Arsenal where I think the whole stadium collectively went, what happened there? <laughs> uh, whereas, quite frankly... Even a top striker, you you saw Van Persie in the week, who's you know peerless Van Persie, but he still missed two good chances. You just don't expect something jinxing now, but you don't expect Storage to miss a one-on-one. It's uh, it, that's the level he's now reaching. It is it is that sort of you know it it may not be the complete performances that Henri was putting in quite because Henri was 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 just absolutely world class for a couple of seasons at Steve, the very the very best in the world, but. He's approaching that, so that goes to games now. This is now 35 games, it's now 28 goals. It's pretty much one for one. It's, it's, it's a crazy run that he's on. He's such a footballer. Yeah, it, it, it's it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you're right. You're right. Thierry Henry would do, would do more, perhaps more work um, deeper on the pitch and, and create more things for himself. But the one on ones, I mean, he, he seems to have just developed this thing. He doesn't he doesn't really do much different now. He just he does pretty much the same thing, which is a sensible finish into the corner. As sensible as sensibly as a ball can get can get there, it'll get there. Um and it, it's just so such a simple technique and once you once you perfect it it seems like he's just got it. And I think that's reflected in his attitude. He doesn't seem like someone who lets things get to him too much. And for, it, it, we've said before that he, he, he seems to thrive under time with time rather than Rather than a lot of players who, who much prefer to be in, he loves time. Yeah, he loves time. Time just convinces him. He's the, he's the opposite of Emil Heskey. <laughs> uh, never give a meal time. Um, the, the pass though, John. The pass. The pass. The pass. The pass is just astonishing. Well, it's incredible to see it first of all because we haven't got the ball, so it's not like he's looking around and seeing what's going on. The, the ball breaks to him. He, he he screams at someone. I can't remember who it was to get out of the way. Henderson. Henderson to get out of the way, and then just plays it to play it first time and to have the vision to do that. I mean, he must. It's something I guess that they work on because storage is always on there. Well, Henderson looked forward to second half a very similar pass that he didn't execute as well as Gerrard, yeah. but it was the same. Storage was making the same run. He was on side. He was in. If the ball had just been quite right and it was first time from Henderson, they must be working. They're working on it. I mean. Rod- 
Rodgers has, as well has talked about working on Sterling's movement and it seems to be what they're working on most with him is his attacking movements is you know getting around the back and getting into space you know from this kind of wide position and not being picked up so the, presumably they're working on it I mean I mean Sturridge has, has got it naturally in his game but they're working on it as a team I mean working on you know if we get the ball the defence isn't going to be set they're not going to be looking for it but to execute it with the outside of the foot in those conditions on that pitch it was just it was just gorgeous and the reco- recovery of balance situation yeah it's Zidane like that it's it's incredible that that skill it's outrageous um, it's outrageous is mm. what it is um i mean steve it's i think it, it, it's our pass of the season yeah and um and that's quite a quite a competition isn't it <laughs> there's, there's, there's been some you know there's been some fantastic through balls which again you know we concentrate on the people who score who score the goals and and, and they're rightly going to be getting a lot of the credit when we win the league um but the, <laughs> the the people you know the the support that they're getting from the midfield is actually terrific yeah not ju- and it's not just him i thought henderson played well yeah. again well you know all, all three of those midfielders can pick a, a through ball really well um henderson being probably the most underrated in that respect but i think he, he he's excellent as well uh, it felt a little bit second half up to me like it was a um, slight emergency break glass unleashed gerard a little he seemed to be playing higher than henderson second half i've not looked at heat maps or any of that carry on yeah, just from the naked eye it looked like he was playing ahead of henderson henderson was sitting in a little bit it's interesting that isn't it you know kicking on and Gerard's obviously on the penalty the fact that no one thought he was going to miss the fact that he then didn't miss for me. did you think he was going to miss well, only out of a sense of fatalistic doom that nothing can ever be that good again um I, I worry I, about I, subkeepers, you know. I, as soon as that I fella got injured, I was like, "Oh no, not this! This fella's going to come on and do something brilliant." Yeah. I thought there was some, on Gerard. I thought there was some interesting quotes on Gerard, uh, Gerard by uh, Brendan Rodgers in the week. He said, "He said after the, I think it's before or after the Arsenal game, he goes." I've been watching some videos of Steven Gerrard. I'm watching all all them goals he scored. I thought, okay, and he it was and he was talking about the period of Gerrard behind Torres. I thought. A lot of us have been crying out to see Gerard further forward because of his final product. This is a good development, Brendan. Watch them videos and watch them again. <laughs> and I, I almost wondered if he thought, yeah, you know, let's. Unle- I know he's now become the most complete holding midfield player we've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> I'll, I'll hail that after three games. But um, <clears throat> but it, I, I, you, you kind of wonder where Brendan thought in an emerging in the break, <clears throat> as you said, the break glass. Not, our equivalent of throwing the centre half up front is unleashing the Stephen Gerrard. Let's see what the happens. Stephen Gerrard. The Steve when we get the Stephen Gerrard going. Um, yeah, uh, as, as Andy's just pointed out to me, Robbie Stockdale is actually an excellent number two, and he very nearly did get he's to it. Big fella as well. He's a, isn't he? he's a big, big fella. Is he? he is a big fella. He very nearly did get to it. Oh, sorry, David Stockdale. Sorry, I got the names confused. Um, but I want to talk about Gerard's celebration, Steve. Um, and that tells us a lot about what that game meant. Uh, that tells us a lot about Stephen Gerrard. It tells us a lot about what Stephen Gerrard thinks. Uh, what does Stephen Gerrard think, Steve? I think he thinks we're going to win the league. <laughs> and I mean, afterwards he was talking about fourth and he was saying all this, but he thinks we're going to win the league, doesn't he? You don't throw your shirt for fourth, do you? No, it's no. your Stephen no. Gerrard. Who's throwing no. the shirt for fourth? He's, he's won the Champions League. Yeah, I just he's having more about fun Jamie as well. Carragher. Someone was asking him about Jamie Carragher and Jamie Carragher had said something positive about us. And he was saying, we'd love to have Jamie with us. And I bet Jamie would love to be here now. You know, in a title, Jamie, he sort of slipped up. I reckon he's happier without Carragher, you know. I reckon Carragher was bringing him down a bit in terms of, you know, his like, <laughs> well, you know, he's got coloured boots now and things like that. You know, I just think like, I think every time just Gerard's tried to do something, you know, a bit, well, a bit of a laugh, Carragher was like, that's not, not cool. That. Well, Rob Gutman, <laughs> what's happening here? What's happening here this week? City, Arsenal and Chelsea have all dropped points. They've all got intense European competitions to come. What does Stephen Gerrard think and what do you think? 
Steve, Stephen Gerrard. Say it, Rob. Steve, say the words, Steve, Rob. Stephen and me can't dare to say the words. We're both, say the words, we're both, Rob. We're... Stephen said the words. Stephen said the words by by wheeling off, waving his shirt around his head, <laughs> and going to greet. And a now little you're going to believe us. And now you're going to believe us. Stephen said we're the words. Are you going to say the words? We're genuinely in contention for the league title. Having said that, we're still seven, eight to one. We've come in for fourteen to one to seven to one, which is that's a significant. We're twice as. Let's that's just all the money I'm putting on those. That's no, no, that's, yeah, yeah. Naturally, well, going to happen I'm, with I'm, my outlay. I'm in turn. <laughs> I've skewed the markets. <laughs> One single handedly. I mean, we're twice as likely to win the league now as we were a week ago. That's what I'm going with. That's what the, the odds tell us. Uh, Steve Graves, what are you going with? Um, what? How likely we are to win the league? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, quite. Very. Substan- significantly likely. Steve. It's going to be substantially very likely. John Grimmins, how likely are Liverpool to win the league? A seven's too long. Seven to one's too long. Seven to one's far too long. Yeah. But you you don't want to talk are, it down, though, John. Well, no, the bookies are going to get hammered on that. But um, no, it's interesting the way I've, I've looked at the odds as well extensively, and, um, <laughs> and we're 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 more favourites than Arsenal now. Yeah, we're we're short of odds than Arsenal, yeah. which is quite interesting. So yeah, they're getting made off. Forget them. Although, it's a I've spotted this anomaly. We're, although we're short odds than Arsenal to win the league, uh, they're still more likely to finish fourth than us. The <laughs> and both of those things are true. Yeah. Um, there's no, you can't argue with the logic. Tell, tells, tell, tells a tale. Tells a massive tale. Spurs remain an irritant. Our next three, my head goes at the thought of winning at Southampton uh, after a win, at, a win against Swansea with a bit of luck. My head goes about the thought of a win at Southampton. I, I'm already building entire days and castles in the air around Southampton away. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. This is what's happening here. This is Liverpool football club there on the charge just get yourself on board or just go somewhere else coming up in part two we've got natasha henry from women in sport magazine if you're going to go and watch liverpool's under 21s play against chelsea this weekend well it's off don't go anywhere this is the anfield rap where we use the phrase champions elect with gusto the anfield rap on city talk 105.9 uh, Vijan Bijev has said on the Twitter um, that uh, Liverpool are going to have to come back and take the three points another time. That's the sort of thing you like to hear from your under-21s uh, after the <laughs> Liverpool game's been called off against Chelsea. Could have given you more context there. Chose not to. Uh, Natasha Henry's opening question is different from ours. Someone suggested it on the Twitter. It was an excellent suggestion. It was thus, if you could pick a soap star five-a-side team, who would your five picks be? A soap star five-a-side team, who would your five picks be? Uh, Natasha, we've picked five between us in the studio, but you can pick your five first and we'll see if we think we'll give you the game. Hi, boys. Hi, yeah. Hello. Okay, so I had to confer with my assistant manager, <laughs> aka my mother, <laughs> get my five side team. I hate to say it, but I am a soap addict. Okay, so captain, Grant Mitchell from EastEnders. Oh, I. Show us the sort of football you're going to be playing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cockney centric, um, this. Already. He's a little bit scary and he won't let anyone mess with his family. <laughs> um, we've got Andy Sudson from Emmerdale. <laughs> Looks good, works out, and works hard. <laughs> of course, we have to have Danny Dyer as Mick in EastEnders, simply because he's Danny Dyer. Okay. And the amusement we would get on the pitch would be worth it in gold. Um, Chaz T. Dingle from Emmerdale, because no matter what happens, she's always got her makeup on, and she's always <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> and in gold, we've got Pat Butcher. She's brilliant in goal. No one would get past her because they'd be blinded by the huge earrings that she wears. It feels big, Pep, the Pat Butcher shout, actually, John. She'd do some Schmeichel-style screaming <laughs> as well at the defence. Yeah, she'd come, she... she'd come out like... <laughs> gets massive yeah. in front of the striker. Yeah, no... would be dead. Okay, okay. And if Natasha, if you were in a soap, which soap would you be in? Okay, well, I'd love to be in Hollyoaks, 
but I'm far too lazy. I can't be bothered to get up, put my makeup, my hair, my shoes on every day. So that's not going to happen. So I'm going to go for EastEnders because I'm a southerner. I love my family. My family's dysfunctional and I'm always looking for more work. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Steve, what was our side? Um, uh, well, I think ours looks like it's getting beaten, but Gibbo did pull a masterstroke. Um, in goal, we've got Ian Beale. Um, Liverpool fan. He's in, in real life a Liverpool fan. Um, Rita Fairclough from Corrie run things from the back. Um, she's been around quite a long time. She knows what she's doing. Um, Rob wanted... Steve Claridge of football, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're thinking. Yeah, well, Steve Claridge is a Steve Claridge of football. But, um, <laughs> then Tracy Corkill, who I, I wanted Rob yeah, Goodman likes. Yeah, she's for... a playmaker, robust, right. competitive. Okay. Um, friend of the show, James Sutton from Hollyoaks. Because we've got to pick him, because he's our mate. He's yeah. our mate, we had to pick him. Um, oh, I love him. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? We're already in, in your head, aren't we? Um, <laughs> then Gibbo went for Jack Scully from Neighbours, who um, apparently played for Middlesbrough. Well, he was a professional footballer in the show. Right. He, well, there you go. In the show, he was a professional footballer. So we've got a professional footballer up front. Let us know if you think that our team would win or Natasha's team would win. I'm convinced our team would win. Uh, just basically off the Jack Scully ringer shells. Grant Mitchell will be going spare. Ringer! Ringer! Is what he'd be saying over and over again as, uh, as Jack Scully was running around them. Um, Natasha, thanks for that. We've, we're basically allowing you to buy some time really before we talk about the Arsenal at the moment. Um, Arsenal, they seem more finely balanced than they did a week ago. It's two of these big games gone. One's a five, one's a feat. The other one's a bore draw. I mean, are, are heads going in North London? Um, I don't think heads are going. I think from the start of the season, I've said we have probably the least um, capable squad of challenging for the title. The interesting thing with Liverpool was um, our last early game on a Saturday was the Man City loss. And I wonder if we if we struggled to kind of get into gear. Like Kishelny said um, after the Man City game, that his head was still in London. And obviously at Anfield, that's exactly how it looked. And I couldn't believe that that Hughes lot basically won the game within the first twenty minutes. It was it was appalling, absolutely appalling. Well, the thing I'm seeing, Natasha, is I'm, it looks like the legs have gone everywhere. I mean, that's what it struck me at Anfield, but also uh, with the bits I saw from midweek on the highlights in the end. It looks like legs have gone. Not just Otsolotso's getting the, the the brunt of this, but there's no movement, there's no pace off them. I don't think on Wednesday the legs had gone. I think both teams were nervous and it was about defend first, attack second, given previous results. I mean, Chesney had, had a blinding save that he made for Van Persie's shot. Mm. So I don't think it's the legs that have gone. I think sometimes, you know, in the back of your mind, if you know you've got to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and you're out, you're thinking about getting up at 7 in the morning. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think we, they were kind of thinking, we can't lose, we can't lose, rather than we can win. So... I don't really think it's a case of legs have gone. I think maybe mentality was a bit bruised and and kind of wanted to make sure that they came away with a point rather than no point. So how important is Sunday for Arsenal? Uh, I mean, we've beat you once this season, you've beat us. So it would be nice to win, but I don't think it's a be-all and end-all. I think given the games we've got coming up... Um, we're going to have to rest some players. I'd love to see Nabry start because I think his movement, his physicality would be really interesting against someone like Flanagan. Mm-hmm. He, he, may, that, he may be a surprise package. But do you know what? I'm not too worried. I think it'll be an interesting game and I don't think either team is really as bothered, I hate to say it, but not as bothered about the FA Cup as they are about the title. Although I do think Brendan Rodgers needs to be a bit more humble 
rather than saying we're going for the title, you not need to keep your head down, play your game and be the surprise package that you were at the start of the season. No, we very much need to keep saying we're going for the title, Natasha. Because <laughs> uh, if not, we won't do it. You've got no idea but how quickly our, is, our heads can go in seconds. No, but saying you're going for the title and you finish fifth, there's going to be grief. He needs to stick to we won a Champions League place because then everyone's a bit more surprised. So kind of, I don't know, it felt a bit arrogant, his comments the other day. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think I think he's just trying to talk everyone up. I think I think we we can we can talk ourselves out of things very quickly, and I think that's the issue. And I think he's just he's just trying to say, well, look, look, you know, if if anyone can do it, why not us? So I don't think he's trying to come across as arrogance. I think he's just I think that's just kind of the Liverpool thing of um, you know, if you know, we might as well have a go. And I think I think that's all he, he's trying to say really. And but we I, I think I think we you know we're, we're kind of you know outsiders in in a lot of respects. And I think that the other thing is, and I'm glad you've actually raised it, I think that this season's been such an adventure. It'd be disappointing now not to come in the top four, but I think yeah. regardless, everyone's going to walk away at the end of the season pretty much and go, you know what, they're a great gang of lads. Everyone's <laughs> got, they're, these, are, these are a great, these are a great, great package of lads, and it's, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure team, to watch. It? Well, it's been, it's been it's a pleasure a to watch. Yeah, it's, it's hugely a team. Talking about your team at the weekend then, you know, Flamini back, that looks important. I actually think, my theory on this is I actually think resting and rotating will help Arsenal a little bit. Focus a couple of minds, get a couple of players in there who are trying to impress, get into the side against Munich. Um, you know, there's Podolski to, to, to come in. Gibbs didn't start at Anfield, uh, but he started midweek. Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't start midweek. He'll be ready. Vermaelen might be a better bet. I mean, am I am I saying names here, Natasha? You I ex- mean, you expect why to see would stars? you say Vermaelen is a better bet than Koscielny? Um, I maybe play him ahead of. I'm, well, I maybe play him ahead of Mertesacker and just go with pure pace at the back because Liverpool aren't going to overload you with height. I mean, you can't really Mertesacker's reading of the game is why he's in the team. You know, he's he's like John Terry; he's not fast, you know, but he reads the game so well. So I think if you're going to bring Marlon in, who's a left foot, are you going to replace him for mm. Shelney rather than Mertesacker? I can't see Cos and and Thomas working as well together as Mertesacker with either of them. Okay, I, just, I thought Mertesack was quite a, was was exposed first twenty minutes, first three quarters of an hour at Anfield. Really, I was he was right oh, in front of, of me. You, the pace, you've not got pace. Yeah, you've not got pace. You can't deal with that. So but it's a different game. It's an FA Cup game. Completely different. Well, what what do you think your eleven will be? Ooh, um, I think Ox and Podolski will start. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nabre. Mm-hmm. I think Koscielny and Mertesack will start. Um, Giggs. Sanya, I don't know. I think maybe he might go for Jenkinson just for the crosses and possibly the pace mm-hmm. as you kind of killed us on the, on the speed the other will day. F- will Flamini start? Oh, without a doubt. I'd be surprised. If he's, if he's fit, even if he's just 85% fit, you're going to play him for an hour, aren't you, and take him off Nata- after the game's won. Natasha, who starts central mid- midfield, though? This is the one that I think he's got least rotation options. Flamini's one, but who's the second one? Because Wilshire and Arteta... He's not going to want to play them again, I wouldn't have thought, with Munich coming up. I would think Rizzisky will play because he, he does like him for the big games and he's a bit more controlled. I mean, I love Jack. He's like the bull terrier that's chasing the ball around the park for, for six hours. But sometimes his composure is and his maturity is not yet there. So I think maybe leave Jack on the bench and play Thomas Rizzisky. Would he play? Does he play that deep alongside in central midfield? Well, who, Jack or something? Uh, Rosicci. I think him and Flamini complement each other because Flamini will stay deep, you know, so Thomas can go yeah. and do what he needs to do. But you know that Flamini will kind of say to him, look, you need to stay here, you need to be here, you need to mark that person. I think he, in the midfield area, he is a commander in a type of Patrick Vieira way and everyone listens to him and he reads the game better than some. Yeah. 
Something's just occurred to me, Natasha, from when we met in London. Isn't your brother a Liverpool fan? He is a how, Liverpool fan. How did that go last week? Um, well, I was out watching the match. Um, I told him the day before, keep your phone on so I can call you and abuse you when we win. <laughs> um, and then I got home and I saw him. I said, OK, you know, say what you've got to say. He goes, I don't need to say anything. You saw the match. And he was exactly right. Oh, you know, very, very dignified of him. Oh. Very dignified. I like him, class act. That's good needle. It's, it's far better than saying anything. <laughs> Liverpool, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> Um, All right, the last thing then is I want want your prediction for it, really. Um, I think the atmosphere should be strong. You're saying that both sides will will be seeing it as less than a league game and Arsenal have got the European game on the the horizon as well. I disappeared there. Um, What are you saying? Momentum's a funny thing in football. I think it would be big for Arsenal to win. Do you think they will? Um, I think it'll be 2-1 to Arsenal. 2-1 to Arsenal. Natasha's going 2-1 to Arsenal. Thanks so much, Natasha. Uh, 2-1 to Arsenal. We'll put that that along with everyone else. You know what? That's my prediction as well. This is City Talk 1059. It is the Anfield Wrap. After the break, we'll find out what John, Steve and Rob think. The Anfield Wrap on City Talk 105.9. It is the Anfield rap just doing a uh, fierce critique of the Lego movie there in the break. Good to see the football chat just doesn't stop. Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, Steve Graves and Rob Gutman. Uh, need, to, need to tell you to read the Anfield rap magazine and listen to it and watch it. Uh, you should certainly be listening to the interview with Daniel Sturridge. That is in there. This is free, by the way, from all sorts of things. App.theanfieldrap.com or newsstand on iTunes. So Sturridge is in there. And also, it would be lovely if, um, if a few of you watched our, uh, our filmed um, sort of thing that we put on upstairs in Motel, which had an excellent interview with Martin Fitzgerald as well so that was that's in there well 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 worth watching that one martin was absolutely fascinating from sea tickets talking about issues around secondary ticketing and if you want to remember what it was like to win the merseyside derby uh you can also find that out in there as well as we recorded it the night after so that's there for you uh also the anfield rap website at the moment is in great shape loads and loads of new writers yeah who are these lads ah they just come from nowhere they've come from nowhere and graves an army an army of new lads but at the end of the week graves has gone oh i and then he's written one himself that's just uh, that's absolutely fantastic as though he's not standing for it but there's so (laughs) much good stuff on there from these new lads it's fantastic to see it really is worth looking at at the moment the anfieldrap.com so do that if you get the chance um, I haven't got to do a competition this week which is excellent as we've got four minutes four minutes to go we'll do some more in the inserts which you can hear on the podcast uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool Brendan is saying Rob Gutman Liverpool be as strong as possible should they be? Well Brendan I don't think so I think I think there's a happy medium um, I, I, Brendan made some comments in his press conference today about how when, when he's uh, put us out slightly under strength, uh, that we that our performance level has dipped. But I would I would say to Brendan that having played twice in a week, uh, we've seen other examples earlier in the season like City and Chelsea twice in a week where our performance level dips. Uh, you, there's only so much you can expect of these lads. I I think one or two changes are, are, are justifiable. We look at I think back to the team we beat Spurs with five nil. It was our the, you know the composite Liverpool performance under Brendan Rodgers. I think there were four or five different players in the team that day. That suggests that we can make changes from what we perceive as our perfect eleven and still prevail. We, we were very guilty, I think, as supporters to think the last big winning team is the ultimate Liverpool team. But there have been a few examples of them this season. So yeah, I would make two or three at least changes. Uh, Steve Graves. Yeah, I I agree, and and he's given lots of um, lots of people a go. You know, he's used a lot. Of, he used used a lot of players, albeit sparingly. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who've had some minutes. You know, Jordan Ibe against Arsenal, um, for example, and Tashera we've talked about already. So he wouldn't be throwing anyone in probably to the to to the absolutely off the deep end if if he were to bring in a few um, a few of the players from the fringes or or the or the younger players. Um, would you make changes, John, or would you just go strongest eleven? 
I'd make a couple. I won't make many. I think Aga's going to come in, and that's that's sort of one change. So he he'd be fresh. He's just played a couple of minutes, and I think you'd look to use someone like Allen because if you think if you bring Allen in for Henderson or, or Coutinho, or even or even one of the attacking players and move one of them up, it shouldn't drop the level too much. As as well, quite rightly points out, you know, Allen's played in some you know very good Liverpool performances. They're the two that I would definitely make. Um, and then then after that, I'd be I'd be kind of tempted to keep as many lads out there as possible, just because as Brendan says, it is another week off there. I know what you're saying about this sort of City and Chelsea games, but we put so much into that City game and then to have a, another big game after we, that. I think we, we put a lot into Fulham. We put a hell, you know, whilst we put a, it was a big performance. I think we didn't Arsenal. put into, we didn't have to put too much in against Arsenal. They were basically we did get to take people off against Arsenal. We got to take people sure. off, and the other lads were basically jogging second half. So I think I think you know Fulham, Fulham was a big big effort in terms of having to win the game you know a couple of times and things like that but I think I'm not I'm not as worried and you know it being Sunday gives us an extra day so I would I'd be half tempted to rest Suarez as a studies but you know it's you kind of getting into sports science which I can't really be bothered doing as a football fan do you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean because you're, 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 there's so much more information that the manager's got yeah. than, you, than you have so yeah. that's not entirely fair um, can I ask very quickly how bothered are you I want to, would any of you take a win in this game over winning the next three league games no, no way. No, no, no. Not three. No. no. I'm quite bothered in that I think momentum's really important for this team. And I think if, if we get a bit of a dent, then it, we've got to bounce back straight away against Swansea, which I'd expect us to do. But I think like there's such a good feel factor around the club at the moment, around all the players, and the, they're enjoying playing with each other, and everyone's enjoying mm. it and having a great time. I think a win there does huge amounts for us. I'm, bo- I'm bothered in, in, in terms, of, as, as John says, in what it might do for the title challenge. And also because, in the back of my mind, you know, this could come, this could. This is a great adventure, and were they to fall in some way short, to win the cup would be would be brilliant then for this team. But okay, I, I wouldn't trade it. For my thing on the, my thing on this is that the, I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, making a couple of changes, not least because the likelihood is that you might need changes on sixty if it's going to be a ninety minute game, mm. which I think it's much more likely to be than the one at Anfield. Then the idea of having to people to bring off the bench, I think, would be good. So maybe making one or two there and making some either ors. Uh, I'm going to take your predictions off, you ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually going, and I very rarely, rarely, maybe rarely say Liverpool won't win. I'm saying two. I agree with that, uh, Natasha. I'm going two one Arsenal. Um, Rob Gutman, quick. I, I think Liverpool will win. I don't know what score. Okay, Steve Graves. Liverpool one nil. Oh, hello, it's, uh, John Gibbons. 2-1 Liverpool. Excellent stuff. That's been the Anfield Wrap this week. Thanks to Natasha, thanks to Rob, John and Steve. Champions elect, I'm not so sure about the double. Don't quote me yet. The Anfield Wrap, brought to you by High Street Solicitors. Have your will drafted or amended for just £49 plus VAT. Call 203 1268.